we're back. Are you gonna monitor this the audio? Yeah, yeah. Where's where the headphones at? Just like, somewhere around here. Oh, just like nah, I got it. Oh, just yeah, come on, man. You messing my nerves now. You know my nerves bad. <laughs> yeah, you had a rough day today. I mean, it's cool. I had to slay a couple dragons. You know. How many? Well, what else is there to do on this planet? Slay dragons and uh, get money. So that and bitches. Yeah. You, you know, know, I don't feel comfortable saying bitches anymore. Why not? Cause it just feels means you're growing up. I, used, I I was watching old videos of myself when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, yeah. I said bitch every other fucking word. Yep. I didn't even remember like talking yeah. like that. I was watching videos of myself and I was literally I referred to the same girl bit by the name bitch like six times in like two sentences. Are you serious? It, it was. It was a, I had to grow up, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's the culture, man. Like I feel like you know the culture's changing. I mean, we we. Remember like, you know, the 90s, or I don't know if you remember now, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks, licks on the nuts and sucks the dick. <laughs> it, was part of, it was part of the Snoop Dogg culture. It was. You know, the whole Might have been West it. Coast, you know, fuck a bitch and all that shit. But now you kind of cringe when you do that shit now. Yeah. It does. That's exactly the feeling. I think it's just an evolution of language, evolution of like, I guess, but lingo. Also, it is fun to say though, also. It's like, bitch. But it makes it, it makes it more, the less you say it, the, it's like currency, it's like supply and demand or whatever, like the less you say it, the more it means something, it makes sense, like, uh, like if you're saying bitch, I get rid of five words, like when I would say it to somebody, oh, yeah, anything, now if I call my friend a bitch, like, yeah. it means, it bitch, means, bitch, 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 it means a little more. It's just like, oh my god, am I saying that for real? <laughs> Alright, let's get, okay, we, we're already starting, but first, we gotta pay our respects to the, what's up? We oh, gotta get that level, you know what I mean? Oh. We, we both can't put our push, or we put our lips on the mic, you know, at the same time because it just don't look right. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before that, we gotta pay respects for our sponsors, Alpha, uh, obviously Alpha Brain. You already know Alpha Brain. We got a couple. Alpha Brain. Alec, are you familiar with Alpha Brain? I'm not. Alpha Brain is vitamin for your brain. Well, closer. Alpha Brain is a vitamin for your brain. You, you know what vitamins are. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Imagine vital amines. That's what it's, that's what it means actually. Ooh, we just broke it down on your ass. How you didn't even know that, huh? You take your shit, you don't even know what it means. Well, well, there you go. Imagine <laughs> if you had access to vitamins for your brain. That's what Alpha Brain talks. Isn't that what we're smoking on right now? Uh, uh, I'm not. Yeah. But, but how we don't partake in these vitamins right here? You know, because you'll get an ass woman. But um, <laughs> you know, you know. But yeah, I guess it, this is like an earthy herbal vitamin almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so to each his own. So Alpha Brain, number one, Renaissance Bookshop, number two, Down on Magnolia, Gene Beckerman or Beckman. I haven't seen him in a Get while. Get his name right, man. <laughs> well, it's one of those. Things. No, uh, he gonna beat you up for fucking his name up. Nah, he, I, I don't even think he has the strength. The guy is looks like he's on the verge of death. He looks like a little Led Zeppelin gremlin. Is what I. He's got long fingernails, a ponytail. He's bent over. He his voice is real kind of. How, that's hey, how they get that from here, man. From, it's like my granddad always said: <laughs> a young man will fight you, old man will pop your ass, well, will kill you. Old man will kill you. Old man that, strength. There's, you, there's, there's dad strength and there's old man strength. This is like a. It's old, like a next level. You like, I don't even know what, what year you graduate to it. You know, if a nerd, <laughs> if a nerd grew up, and and, I mean, it, anyways. Why are we? 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 Gene's a great guy, and he owns a great bookshop. It's called Renaissance Bookshop. Go visit it. Third sponsor, Church of What's Happening Now. Yeah. Where turkeys learn how to be eagles. And Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Where turkeys learn how to be eagles. Why God when you can soar, right? I'll take your word for it. He had to think about it for a little bit. And uh, a new one, Sushia. Ooh, Sushia. California rolls and Tiger rolls. And three dollar sake bombs with double shots of sake in in the beer for only uh, three dollars. 
How long have you been going to Sushiya for? Only recently. Okay, so I was going to Sushiya two years ago when all the people that, like, that were friends with used to work there and they would hand them out for free. But they still let you do like the sake thing where you pound on the table. Yeah. Now they just cut all that out. They just because too many people, too many people were just like hitting it and the the shot would just fall off onto the table or <laughs> people wouldn't even take them. They they drink the beer and like they leave all the shots. So they just start putting it in before they even give it to you now. Oh whoa! So yeah. that's the history of the double shot. Yeah. Alex is right already now. all out. He's already dropping knowledge. This is yep. Alex. Is how long have you been a fixture of these? Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. So anyways, Sushia Church. Renaissance Bookshop, and how's the audio, by the way? The audio sounded cool. You sound a little far, but I mean, it's okay. Renaissance Bookshop, and what was the first one? Yeah, Alpha contact Bay, Alpha Bay. How do you have a contact call? Super stoked to be here. I'm uh, you're actually the second person ever to ask me to do a podcast, but I, you're the right. first person I followed through with. So oh. I'm pretty pretty the excited. The next day, <laughs> the next day, I uh, seize the day. You gotta seize the day. He got, a, he got a voice. He got a voice for radio too. He got a, he's like a right stern, like he, like his media trained. Uh, it's taken a lot of focus to make sure uh, it stays like this. <laughs> usually yeah. it's usually it's a little more mumbly and uh okay. and whatever, but I'm I'm stoked. I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited actually. I like he's good. He's the waviest white dude, I think, probably on campus. Looks like Tarzan. You, you're not getting the full look crew. Usually, sometimes we'll have it all the way. Oh, shit. You'll have it all the way oh, out. Shit. He actually looks like a motorcycle. You be swinging from trees and shit, too? Actually, I can. Oh, man. I walk around Tarzan. barefoot on campus sometimes. I get a weird look. Dude, but Yo, this is a real exclusive right now, y'all. We got the, tar <laughs> the real Tarzan, not no fake ass. This is the real swinging from the tree still, yo. Bitch, Tarzan in the middle of the jungle right here. Yeah. That story been around long enough to let us know about this, the history of Sushiya. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, know that was the case. Yeah, I've been a uh, so this is my third. Well, I just finished up three years at UCR in like, Riverside in general, and uh, 
I did my first three at another school. I came here. I'm like super excited. Oh, I was like, super excited to come to UCR in general, just because uh, I was kind of forced into other school. And then Riverside was like the place that I chose. Like I wanted to be here, so I took full advantage of whatever it had to offer. Like whether it be the cool spots around campus. So. Uh, Where the hell you from? Where you from, bro? Uh, I'm originally from San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, East Bay. Uh, that's okay. East Bay. I didn't East Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, East Bay. And then uh, I lived in LA. For, I lived in LA. Well, I lived in Redondo Beach for like two and a half years. Okay. And then that's where I kind of uh, took on the persona that everyone knows now. Before I was really fucking weird. Uh, Wait a second. What, what was the before? I mean... It, w- it wasn't like a forced thing. It was sort of like an organic. It was, a met- it was like a like a metamorphosis, like that I needed just okay. to kind of become like some person I liked. Cause uh, came out of high school, I didn't really have like any goals. I was like, I don't. And halfway through my last school, kind of figured out like what I wanted in life. Like that I wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to like be successful. Like how my parents define it, like being rich. That's not what I was like looking for. But just being a good like person overall, like uh, being someone that like I would want to be friends with. So I kind of started modeling. Things I liked about people that I'd met throughout my life, and I started realizing like this is. I think you're cute, huh? You think you're cute, little you're cute, huh? <laughs> you cute, And it's uh, it's. Yeah, I just I don't. Know, I'm, I'm I really liked Riverside, and I really liked uh, I don't know. Kind of, when I came in here, I, I had a good. I wanted to make sure I had a good rep for myself, like for the right reasons, not just being cool, but like, uh, being reliable. Um, so I ran for different positions on campus. Uh, joined a bunch of organizations. My last school, I didn't do any organizations at all. Like, I kind of just like went to school smoked weed and hung out with my friends but like so coming here was like a it it definitely um it was like a huge transition phase but really kind of like i I end up happy i'm happy with how i ended up after the kind of like my six years of college which is i feel kind of embarrassed to say but it's nothing wrong being a super duper singer yeah exactly exactly that's how i had to rationalize it to myself and my parents like they're after after four years they're like what you have two more years left so it was uh yeah it's all right but I'm, I'm glad to be done now. I'm going to be moving on to big and be, like, bigger and better, better things. Hopefully I can get out of Riverside sometime soon. But What's your major? What was you studying? So I studied anthropology. Okay. Uh, but at my last school, I did three years of cellular and molecular bio. So I came into Riverside. I applied as an anthro major because like, I looked up online what was the easiest major to transfer into. And so uh, anthropology was by far the easiest one. Now, what is anthropology? Anthropology is like the study of like of people and culture. So you're looking at uh, linguistics, archaeology, bioanthropology. Linguistics is that like like a type of Italian food? Linguistics? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's. It sound like like marinara sauce or something. It's uh, actually it's it's it was it was one of those things about anthropology that surprised me because I basically chose anthropology as like trying to get through a loophole and I ended up getting stuck with it in a strange turn of events I couldn't get into bio here so I had to basically stick with the anthropology and I did literally didn't well, know chose s- it. I chose it but I'd never taken an anthro class I looked up about I looked up anthropology on uh, on Wikipedia and started reading about it when I was writing my application like letter to get into UCR so I really shout out to Wikipedia shout out to Wikipedia saved my life for six years straight mm. and uh, I uh, so I didn't know anything about anthropology. Once I realized like I had to stay as anthropology, I started actually trying to like invest myself into it. And there's like five main branches of it. I think I should know that linguistics, archaeology, which is like digging up like old stuff. Jurassic Park, yeah. Cultural. Uh, actually, I think there's only four. Medical? And then bioanthro. Medical. Uh, that's medical? that's that's under bio. That's under bio. There's one more I just can't think of right now. But basically, studying how people interact uh, like a scientific way. So you're not like reading like a lot of like. Uh, history, you're sort of like analyzing like evidence. So like when they're building, uh, they're trying to like describe old cultures. 
you a lot of times you go and you try to find physical evidence like uh, rather than just like reading about them because history can be written by the winner. So it is written by the winner, sir. It is. You're right. You're right. It is. And so archaeology and like that, uh, I guess, aspect of anthropology, you're trying to look like you're trying to look for like actual hard evidence so you can build arguments of what happened, not just taking what happened because you kind of heard about it or you read about it in like uh, like from a contemporary piece. That part, that kind of evidence is like it's still important, but anthropology kind of looks like a little, a little more of the big picture, I guess, and how cultures interact and. Uh, it was really cool and uh, an evolution of people too. That was that was my, what, my favorite part. What would of it. you expect Tarzan to do? What other major would Tarzan have? Well, it's he funny that you say law. it's funny you say that. So I'm actually uh, for graduate school. I plan to go back to like, my PhD. I'm actually going into botany, and so uh, now, what's, the, what's, the, what's botany? Is that like like study of plants? Oh, like botanicals. And botanicals. Shit. Oh, yeah. See, you know he got ladies because he got he know every flower. <laughs> I'll blossom some, any flower you I'm want. Getting there. I'm getting there for sure. It's a, Since I kind of flipped the script a little bit, like I, I, there's a big learning curve in terms of like what I have to be prepared for to get into grad school. So I have to do a lot of like research on my own now. So I, I know a good amount about botany right now, but I, there's a, it's a big hill to climb in terms of like overall like um, important knowledge when it comes to like getting into like grad school and stuff. So I'm doing research right now. I've been doing research in ecology and botany for like three years now at UCR and it's really fucking cool. I get to be in the lab doing like sciencey kind of shit with like yeah. I don't know you, you, I get to wear a lab coat and it makes me feel cool and uh, oh, and, and then we go and then we go into the field and we do uh, we do field work so like maintaining sites observing different uh, individuals like uh, trying to restore uh, endangered habitats removing like invasive plants or whatever analyzing all kinds of stuff putting out like sensors so uh, I'm going into that because it's, it's a wide-ranging field and I'm really interested in the like the interdisciplinary of it so dope, dope. you say endangered habitats so what part of the black and Latino neighborhoods have you been in? <laughs> no, I'll tell you, no. Downtown, downtown Riverside, basically, in Reno Valley. Well, okay, I got, okay, so back up. I got a question about, first of all, why did you want to come to Riverside? Because I think a lot of people, you know what, I think a lot of people are pleasantly surprised by Riverside, but also I think a lot of UCR students, especially because it's like a commuter school, um, are kind of embarrassed to come to Riverside. Or they yeah, I, I, I didn't really, I didn't really know that until I got here actually. Because since I was at a school that is even more of like a, it's like a way smaller school than like Riverside. Anybody that goes there isn't really proud of it, kind of thing. Like it's a okay. cool school, I liked it, but it just wasn't for me. And so from going from there going to Riverside, I had never even heard anybody talk about UCR before. Like, and so when I got there, I was like, dude, I'm fucking stoked. This is a UC. This is awesome. Like, I, I really kind of did it in a way kind of satisfy my parents because like they were kind of let down in a way that I didn't go to try to I didn't strive to go to UC out of out of high school and so um, I knew like it was going to offer me a lot of opportunities and it was going to kind of like help make my parents like feel like they're getting their money's worth if it makes sense and so it was oh, like yeah, they want that because you know they don't want you know money will not spend. exactly exactly and so uh, in, in a lot of time in a lot of ways I did it not just purely for myself and that kind of ended up uh, biting me in the ass like later uh, when I figured out I wasn't really doing it for myself, but still, uh, I genuinely wanted to be at Riverside just because I, I, I got into two UCs. I got into Irvine and here, and I toured both schools. I talked to a bunch of the people, and like I feel like Irvine was too like one-dimensional. And Riverside was yeah, super sure. multi-dimensional like, in terms of people, uh, the types of people that are coming here, not just like, uh, like race or anything, but uh, people like backgrounds-wise. And uh, someone like college-wise or the actual city? College-wise, like, college-wise. Okay. I, I didn't. Uh, it took me a little longer to figure out what was more about the city of Riverside, just because I was kind of like, 
uh, more like revolved around like the, uh, the, the UC, but after spending three years, I learned to figure out, I, I learned a lot about Riverside. I actually really like Riverside for a lot of reasons. And um, the thing is, I, I really came out here didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. I kind of was just like, I got in. What, I, was, it? what was it about Riverside that you liked? Uh, the city? Yeah. Um, it reminded me of home in a lot of ways. Uh, of San Francisco? No, no, no. My hometown, Livermore. From it, I, I'm from the East Bay, so like I live like 30 to 40 minutes like, from San Francisco. Okay. I live closer to Oakland. Livermore. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so, shout out to Oakland, man. Well, what's your, man, come on, because we, we just said, what's his name? He was from very... Don't knock, don't knock yourself. Did I just hear that? Man. Uh, it was Abdul. Oh, Abdul. So, so Oakland. Like, Abdul the red card Drew. Yeah, Abdul, you know, he was... He Sounds like a cool cat. Yeah, he, 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 he like smoking, yeah. uh, looking at yeah. the paper. No, he sounds cool, though. Okay. He don't like Oakland, though. He don't, he don't fuck okay. the town. He don't like, I don't know. Man. He, don't, he don't like the town. Okay, I love where, Oakland. Where is, he, where is he from? He's from San Francisco. Oh, well, that's why. Oh, that's why. See, that's what he said. They're polar opposites, for sure. Like, I was We were like, what do you mean? Yeah, they're definitely different vibes. Like, um, it's actually it's a really big debate in like uh, in I guess the Bay Area now. Like the, the the Warriors are relocating to San Francisco, and they've been in Oakland for the past like. The what? The Raiders? The Warriors, like oh, the uh, Warriors. basketball team. Whoa, whoa. So the Cleveland, the <laughs> Golden State, Golden State Golden Warriors. State Warriors. Yeah, so they've been in Oracle Arena uh, in Oakland for basically. Why are they going to Fortnite? Like thirty years. Uh, they're moving to San Francisco because uh, they're building a new stadium or a new like arena there, and there was no like, like, like the Warriors didn't even like hesitate on it. They're like, "Yep, we're gonna move," and they kind of just like, and it feels bad. a lot of people in Oakland feel kind of like slighted just because. Oakland had been holding down for the Warriors for the longest time. When they sucked, when the Warriors were horrible, Oakland always held it down for, held it down for the team. The minute the Warriors get good, they're jumping the bay to this nice new beautiful stadium on the on the water in San Francisco. Like it's a lot more bougie, and uh, and it's just it it it, it, it kind of rubbed people the wrong way just because they're well, moving. I, I, well, I, mean, I mean, gentrification would rub a lot. Yeah, it, it, it is it is you know it is I mean? a form of gentrification for sure. Yeah. Dude, it's such an obvious. Yeah. To me, I mean, what, the, what is why why move cities? I, I don't. Yeah, it it's just sense. because like I mean because like we're marketed as like the Bay Area's team. They feel that they're they're at liberty to move around whoever they feel like, and we need. If you see like the renderings of like the facility, the new one they're building, it's beautiful. Like I would say yes a million times over just because Orca's, Orca's old. Uh, Oakland isn't gonna wasn't gonna help them build a new uh, like arena anytime soon. And basically, yeah. San Francisco is like you have the space, and it was privately funded so like no one had to raise taxes for it like basically the owner and his investor group they, bought, they just paid for the whole thing and so I don't know if they were willing to do that in Oakland and that was like the biggest issue mm. um, but it's a uh, it's definitely part of the larger like issue of gentrification as a whole like people how do you feel about that I mean I mean I, I, you know I think like targeted gent gentrification where people are doing it from malicious intent like they're trying to take our environment just because they're trying to get these people out because they don't want them there I think that's obviously not right jacking up the prices yeah, exactly and then but then there's kind of like a natural thing where people just it, it's just like an evolution of society. People just move around. Like that's true. It, it happens, and so uh, that I think is hard to stop. And it's like it's less of an argument against it. But I think like targeted where people are really, really being malicious about it. I think obviously I think that's it's, it's horrible because you're displacing people that have historically lived there. The families have lived there. They're tied to these places, and you're basically pricing them out of their own home. And like that, no one should ever feel that way. If you like, if you at least own the place or investing in it, to at least get a chance to buy some of that property. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so but but Riverside reminded you of Livermore. Yeah, so Livermore is a lot smaller. Um, Livermore is about a hundred thousand people, give or take. Riverside, I think, is like three times that. Yeah, but yeah, if you go to like the UCR, the UCR side of it, it's sure. very 
very like suburban like yeah. uh, it, it feels like my hometown a lot it's different in some ways but it's just like the feel like I, I can drive somewhere and park and not have to worry about like I, don't, I just don't have to worry about like getting towed or too much tickets all the time or like five hour like parking like it's wherever it's, it's, it's a lot yeah. You, if you come to downtown Riverside, it's a little more like that. Yeah. Or you go to, but I lived in LA, and so I, I had to deal with like street sweeping every week, which is kind of similar here. But yeah. like, it was like on streets where there was no parking anywhere. So like, you're yeah, yeah. parking like six blocks away from your own house, like, and having to deal about like, oh, I, yeah. street sweeping. You have to get up at three in the morning or four in the morning and oh, run, like, run like, si- and then you're trying to find yeah. a spot and you can't hear. Like, you don't have to really worry about that. At least you can park in front of your house. There's right. street sweeping, but you can just move to the other side of the street or in your driveway, like. There, I just didn't have that. In my hometown, it felt it, it just feels kind of like it's just smaller, a little slower. People are going around like at their own speed, not at the speed of LA. And have you been to Everett and Jones in Oakland? Sorry? Have you been to the restaurant Everett and Jones? I have not been to Everett and Jones. It's a soul food restaurant downtown. Oh. Very, very good. I had a lot of soul food when I was there. When I went to Dominguez Hills, I had an RA. She exclusively cooked soul food for us every Monday. And I fell in love with it. She said I never really had like good soul food, like home cooked soul food. So I'm a big yeah. fan now. Me neither. You might find, you might find your little th- thick, nice, beautiful, smart sister too. Hey, know? I would love they, to. Sisters be liking them Tarzan, bro. <laughs> 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 Alright, okay, so you live more, it reminds you of Riverside. I think uh, I, I like I like that Riverside is this mixture between like slow and fast like it's getting more metropolitan it's getting more if you're in downtown Riverside it doesn't feel that way it feels kind of like LA and they're building a lot especially if you walk like on University or Mission you'll you'll hear you just hear construction and sirens and you smell food and if you close your eyes it sounds like big city yes and and it feels like and ultimately I think what that means is you're living in a thriving environment and that's what's attractive yeah. about those environments because it means that shit's happening shit is happening and for me what has always been kind of depressing about Riverside is that it has felt I mean in the past it felt so like empty yeah, okay. kind of like a we even get up get up I mean I mean, well, I mean my personal opinion of the situation because I lived in a, in a couple cities I do I do I mean I love Riverside Riverside's cool it's a cool place to raise, raise family but let's be real from what I see, this is a, a thriving place for more so white Latinos, and you have broke black people, or pretty much, you know, black people that are displaced that just kind of like have, you know, I mean, I don't want to say mental health issues, but there's a there's a dichotomy. There's like there's a difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's just like the polar opposite. Like, yeah, there's a thriving culture here, no doubt. You know, specifically the Caucasian and the Latino and even the Asian, you know, community. But when it comes to our people, black people, you know, black Amer- African Americans, it seems like we're not really winning here like that. Like this isn't really a city catered to us. Like we're more pushed towards and we're in a valley, LA. So you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, I, that's I definitely. My, you know, I, 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 I would agree in a lot of ways, just because of a, you can kind of hear it sometimes. Like just people on the street, the way like they talk to people, um, I get that vibe, and it, it's frustrating, especially because you, you you expect to live in like California, you expect that like we're gonna have better, I guess. I guess better dispersal of people, um, more homogenous. But I mean, if anything, it shows you that like the world hasn't changed as much as we think it has, and it's it's a kind of an ugly reminder of that in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I've yeah I have some friends in Moreno Valley who've said very similar kind of things where they they used to live in Riverside and they're sort of pushed out to Moreno Valley. Yeah. I uh, I mean I don't I'm I'm mean, my parents are Ethiopian so my my experience is different, but I see it and. Shit hasn't changed. Definitely, 
has not changed a lot. But I'm optimistic. I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and I was like, and we we're talking about the future. What do we think the future holds? And we're talking. We were just watching people. We spent an hour, literally an hour, because uh, I sat, I, I stood outside during the transition period between classes, mm -hmm. and then he 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 walked by and said, "What's up?" At the beginning of it, and then at that of that transition, and then a whole hour passed until his next class. So we're just sitting there watching people go by, and we're talking about everything. We're talking about these issues that students are facing on campus. We're talking about like the invasiveness of technology and what that means for our future and this yep. focus on STEM. We're talking about how like there's so many science and technology majors and engineering majors and there's a neglect, I think, for the humanities, which really, they call it the humanities for a reason. They so teach us- Because of human motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They teach us how to be human beings. And, and there's been a neglect for literature, I think. There's been a neglect for the liberal arts. You can see it on our campus. Like, look at the, where are the new buildings being built on exactly. campus? Exactly. Where, where, where are they being built? On the science and technology side and like engineering side, but so all all the all the like the labs are big new buildings. You look at like Watkins and uh, what's the other Sproul. They're all just like these like they're the, the first buildings in Riverside, basically at UCR. All set like from the seventies. You know what that is? It's the it's, it's the race. They want, they, want to, they want to get in that race to find the new cutting edge technology. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's because the the science and technology like majors, they uh, the engineering part of it, they I think they get the most money from donors, and so they have a lot they have a lot of more money to play with. I think I, I, less humanities majors. I don't know if it's because they, less people donate back. I don't know what, why, but I just know they have a different allocation of like money that they bring in from uh, outside sources. Dude, we have become. I forgot who said this. What? I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out what his name is. But he goes, we we are humans are the sex organs of the machines. Yeah, like dude, we are producing yeah. these machines. They have taken they they they've taken over in terms of we rely on them so heavily that they have become like and in, in a way like we we're, we're slaves to them because we have to yeah. always Bruh, everything what the fuck? all we do is yeah all we do is revolve around them. And the now you got machines that know how to think ahead. Yeah. And know how to have kind of like an intuitive kind of programming now. Dude, I'll be sitting you know in front of my computer, uh, my brother will say something, and I'll think about it, and then I'll be like, oh, let me Google that, and I'll Google it, and it'll be like, oh, this random thing that you never searched for, yeah. it'll be like, it'll, it'll suggest it, or you know what I mean? Like, yep. dude, it is unbelievable. You can see it in the ads, too. Like, the, like, they're all programmed to basically, like, if you type up, like, if you look up one thing on Amazon, I looked up... Uh, what the fuck did I look up? I looked up like a, like a Halloween costume on Amazon, and every single ad on, a, on, on like multiple different sites with that with the exact same thing. thing I, I was literally just looking up like five minutes before. On your Instagram. Yep. On Facebook, on like random like, uh, like random sites like what I just had previously looked up, and then I looked up something different, and then that started appearing in all of these uh, these ads. The target it's like they they just people are making these they're making the machines smart enough to build like. Trying to market to you in a lot of ways, so they don't—they don't have to do it. To sell drugs, like a yeah. Tesla. They're letting, they're, yeah, they're letting, uh, like they're letting basically like like machines like sell for them because. So here's the thing, I, we're not ready for this as human beings. No, we're not ready for anything because I stay ready. Like shit, for a second. Well, crew's ready, but I'm not ready. I don't know if Al Alec, are you ready for this shit? No, and I know we're not. I, I mean, I'm kind of ready, but I know as a society, we're not. And a good example is, uh, is. Uh, and this recent thing that happened with like EA, it's like EA Interact or like sports or whatever EA video games. Yeah. For the, like for the past like six years now, they've been putting in microtransactions. Basically, like 
oh, instead of working like a couple hours to like unlock it yourself, you can drop like two bucks on it right now. Okay. And they have like, and they, uh, someone looked up like the actual game itself and to get everything unlocked, if you just want to buy it outright, it's like in the thousands of dollars, like $2,000, something ridiculous. Um, and so basically they're, you're, you're buying a $60 game and then you're continually to spend money on it after, and like they're basically making all their games designed to maximize profits out of that. Dude, mm. DLC, <laughs> dude, DLC packets. Do you remember that? Exactly. DLC That's how it started. Like, That's how it started. Duty, That's how it started. The extra maps. These were like afterthoughts. These yeah. were like bonuses. You're yeah. Like, oh. But now they're, they they make a game and they release it basically like as a shell of what it should be, exactly, so they can keep dude, so they can keep the selling fuck? this. Yeah. It, so and it's like it's but it's not technology that's doing it. It's the people that. It's the money. Money's letting, like, making you kind of do that. Like, people are designing, all right, we can use this machine to take advantage of other people. Before, like, we didn't have machines. Like, one person was, like, very limited to the people he could take advantage of by the people he meets every single day and has contact with. Yeah. Now we can make machines that literally can just take over people's minds for, and not, like, in, like, the sci-fi take advantage, but just, like, kind of trick them into spending money on things they don't fucking need, really. Right. And so that's the scary, but that's what I'm not prepared for when it comes to, like, machines taking over. It's... it's the people behind it, like machines itself, are we're, we're slaves in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, machines are programmed by somebody, and so. Well, that's well, okay. So that yeah, is my yeah, point: yeah. is that we've got all. What is the point of this drive and this emphasis on STEM majors? It's to forge. It's it's to make money. Yep. To be the quickest to come up with new technology that we have not, as a society, caught up with in terms of psychologically and emotionally and socially we have not caught up with the implications of that technology yeah we haven't prepared ourselves like morally and ethically we ethically we have self-driving cars but like who, how do you program a car if someone jumps in the front of the road do they swerve and kill their owner or do they hit the person because they realize that like they have to, these computers oh, have to decide oh, how many people you said, you said swerve and hit the owner that, sorry kill the, kill the owner kill the owner sorry oh, okay. I'm so like, it's, a lot of these yeah, more, they can't swerve and hit the so they, they, these cars are basically oh. they're self-driving they either like these cars are going to be killing people because it's not going to be a person at the wheel if there's people in front of you and the car decides it's going to be better for you him to like the car for uh, I guess to swerve and kill the owner to save four people or does the car run these four people over and not kill the owner like these are deci decisions that we're allowing machines to make and people are kind of just allowing it they're like okay yeah it's fine and like not there's a lot of like talk like okay who ha what do we, do we vote on how this uh this, this kind of stuff works and, and i think we it's never endless. Will. yeah like like i'll say if ucr would be like all right shut it down let's really calm down fucking stanford's gonna still be yeah everyone's gonna be doing it's it. too much money in it it's way too much money like there's no and and my beef is that Ultimately, when you when you really when you break it down to the elements of this pursuit, it's about making money, and it's chasing nothing. Like you're not chasing. Like humanity is what is real. Morals and well, ethics. Well, hold on, is hold on. Humanity is not that damn real. This shit is kind of. This is obviously. Living, but while we're here, it's real until yeah. we move on to the next stage. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to sit here in some fucking. Robocop world with robots coexist with robots who like, I can't. The movies I told you that's how it's gonna be. Yeah. You know, what you think? 2012, Odyssey, and all that. You know, movies they made and you know, Apocalypto. 2000. I, I mean, come on, man. The, the movies, like I said before, man. They're telling I'm what's just, about to happen, yeah, what just, happened I, before, or what is currently happening. Yeah. I feel like I'm. I'm uh, I, I said this to Jeff the other day. I go, I can't believe we're sharing a planet with some of these people. Yeah. Because we're coexisting, like, forget the machines. Because the machines ultimately are just machines. 
and a human being has to be has to drive whatever the machine does. And we're exi we're living with people who don't know nothing about nothing. They have no courage. They have no compassion. They got no cojones. They have no sense of direction. No purpose. You see it when you're walking around campus. Yeah. Some people some people don't want to make the world a better place, and I think that's the issue. Like people that genuinely just believe that like they're okay with taking advantage of the people through any means necessary whether that be selling them things they don't need developing technologies that's going to make them more money it's it's and some of them don't even realize it yeah true that's yeah that's my like, yeah they just don't even realize what they're doing that's yeah, true it's i just, don't think they're like evil people I but you, you still have to be you still have to be held accountable for what like you're doing regardless if you don't know it or not if you accidentally kill exactly. someone if maybe you didn't know it you're yeah. still held accountable for it yeah if you're gonna kill somebody at least you know you're gonna kill them <laughs> i mean i just think they're so blind like yeah. there's no foresight and the people who do have foresight are just kind of pragmatic about it. Instead of rejecting it, they're like, well, they're like, well, UCLA's gonna do it and like Stanford's gonna do this. No, 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 how about we all have a conference? How about we all have a conversation about, I mean, dude, you saw some of the, uh, some of the huge tech fiends got together and tech had- said Tech fiends? Like, like a crack fiend? No, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> oh. tech fiends. Oh, okay, okay. Elon Musk, Ray Kurzweil, and uh, some of the other guys, Bill Gates, obviously, the huge Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. the huge guys, yeah. who, Stephen Hawking, they all got together and discussed some of the implications of like the technology, the advancements that we're gonna have what in technology. What was that thing take like? They're all like, we're doomed. That's what the fucking conclusion was. And these guys are like the head of all that stuff. They're yeah, like, they're, they're the, the top, top echelon. They do, they t why don't they do anything about it? Like, they're like, oh, we're doomed, but we're all responsible they're for like, this. Like, they're like, AI on. will take over. It is inevitable. Um, and we're doomed. We're doomed because... You didn't know that, though? Come on, man. You, you ain't know that. Come on, man. I do. I, I, all these walks of, all these walks of faith, I don't give a damn, religion, spirituality. Come on, if you can't tell this shit is about to get really, really different for the bad. I've seen Ultron. On, Everybody Age gone. You think you've seen what? Avengers. Age, Age of Ultron, same thing. Computers take over, and it's like it's like it's like Terminator, Skynet, yeah. all that same kind of shit. Like AI, yeah. get, AI gets smart to realize people are, t are awful. You know what's annoying is we keep on making these movies about it, and people are sitting. In the I ain't make shit. We didn't do nothing. Uh, That's James we're watching Cameron it. And all them. I ain't do that. But we know it. We know it's a possibility. It's a thing. That's what I'm saying. We <laughs> all know. We all have been telling ourselves what we know deep down inside, and we're not doing anything. They have insider information. We would have, but we're just too lazy. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't have, they have the same 24 we got. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, they might have a couple more doors open than we do. But initially, come on, man, we all got Wi-Fi. Yep. So there ain't no motherfucking excuse. Everyone, yeah, we have, we, we all have the, the, basically, where's my phone? Uh-oh. Hold on. There it is. Where's my phone? So this, these things are literally, you have all of the fucking knowledge of the entire world at the palm of your hand. And like, no one takes, I mean, people do take advantage of it for like their personal things they're interested in. But like you're, it's it's such a tool for creativity and like changing the world, and it's a lot of time we just use it to like watch watch it to funny videos or whatever. Like it's uh, it the information is there, and people have the ability to get it. It's just getting it to the people the right way is so difficult because some people just one they don't want to listen, two they don't listen, or three they just aren't like smart enough to comprehend what, what it, like, the information means. And that's but isn't that what separates the weak from like the extraordinary? Because that's where the innovative thinking comes in. Yeah, but... Sometimes I'm like, let's just leave these fucking zombies. Let's leave these zombies here. I mean, we're going to do that regardless, but we got to leave some kind of legacy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the most, like, 
tumultuous hundred years, I think, than the last hundred, just because we're going to be we're, we're reaching the max amount of people we can have on the planet. Well, There's nah, so many people. I, I can't guarantee can't because, you know, we, we went through a lot the last about Jim Crow. No, no it's it, it, very it true, but that, it, that we're, we're one country in terms of like, this is going to be a global change. And so uh, right, right, right. We're, we're 300 million people, but we're a small, we're a small fraction of the rest of the world. The rest of the world is going to be going through these same issues that we went through the past hundred years. It's going to be happening on a global scale because as they industrialize, we just got there first. Now they're going to run into all these same issues we did and there's gonna be a lot. It's gonna happen everywhere. And so uh, one of the one of the, like a big issues like the rise in nationalism. Like it's it's can't come back again because mm. all these people are reaching the same stage we were at when uh, when we had nationalist ideas. And so you some of the tiki torches, dude. Exactly. Well, not just them. That's okay. that's like our end of it now. But in other countries, they're having national like surges of. Like, I don't know if it's maybe because we're seeing we're seeing we're seeing it more. Is there something? What What do you think is the problem with nationalism? Because I mean. Some people might say like the nation of Islam is like black nationalism with a sprinkle of Islam in it. Which for the black community, some parts of black national nationalism might not be that bad, especially behind I don't think nationalism is, is inherently bad. It's nothing's wrong, but I think when people are using it as a weapon to like exclude other people or to persecute other people, that's when it becomes a terrible, right. terrible thing. There's right. nothing wrong with being nationalistic about like being proud of where you're from or proud of like your country or proud of like the people you represent. But it's wrong when you're using it as a weapon. And well, I think running that's over, running over people and having running tiki over people, fucking pulling out tiki torches, telling them that they're not like killing people 50 years ago when they're just yeah. hanging people up and there's no consequences, dude. And because all these people it was like up and down through a whole entire government, entire entire society. At least there's more aware people. But the issue is that's only happened here in a couple of the countries. Now they're reaching that stage that we were at. And it's gonna be. There's so many more people now, and so many. Uh, it's gonna be hard to stop it. It's gonna. It's gonna be a shitty time. Yeah. And now that we have way. now we have technology, so it's gonna be in our face all the time. It's we're gonna see it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like that the kids that are like grade school and preschool right now are really the ones that are reap the benefits for all the fuck shit that's going on right now. For all the bad things that are going on right now, I think they're the ones. Like I think it's gonna be longer. It's gonna be like their grandchildren. Like it's because oh, it's, it's, oh, it's gonna be for a while. I so think it's gonna be for a while. Yeah. Because think about how like we got through like our uh, I guess um, like the '70s and like the Civil. We kind of got through it, but it, it it's not over. Like the fight was wasn't done as soon as like segregation was like eliminated because it's still in people's mindset. So it's gonna be oh, like yeah. heavy. So it's gonna uh, it's it's gonna take a, it takes a long time for that to like be basically like it takes generations for that like those kind of like like. Inherent like, ideas like leave, so I think it'll take a little longer, but it'll happen. But it just takes a long time. It's unfortunate. It's, it's something that like it won't happen. I don't think in my lifetime. Like there's always gonna be issues. It never run. It'll never go away. And and, and it's because there's so many people now. Like we have seven billion people. Like we can only like when, when uh, the civil rights thing happened for us. Like globally, I think there was like three billion people. Like there's like t over twice that now. It's crazy. So it's gonna be happening on such a wide level now. And uh, it's, I, I think it's going to be something that, like I said, our grand, grandchildren, not just like our kids that are going to be benefit. Our grandchildren may benefit, hopefully. Like, I, that's, my, that's my best case scenario. But. Mm. Well, shout, man, shout out to him for being a cool ass white person, man. Because, you know <laughs> what? They, that, that's kind of an endangered species out here. It, man, it, it, it really, it, I think, like I said, when I moved out, when I moved away from my hometown to LA, like, and had sort of like this transitionary period where I ended up here, living in LA really drove that home because I. I lived in Redondo, but all my friends were from Linwood, from Compton, from Southgate, and so I spent a lot of time in these areas. I worked in a hospital there for three years, and so I saw like I saw what the other side of society was like. I, I was I was born in middle class America. Like I, my town is basically all white. It's similar to how here there's it's a lot of white and Latino, but not right, right. much other like 
people besides that. And so going to LA was, I was really able to get immersed in it in like a positive way. Cause I, it wasn't like I was going there to like watch like in a safari. Like, oh, uh, but, but wait, 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 you see what you just said? I appreciate that, my brother. Cause yeah. some people, they exploit the culture and they, they don't like intertwine it and, 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 and be submerged in it yeah. and, under, and learn it. And yeah. You know what I mean? They just judge it. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you. That yeah, I really wanted, I really wanted to understand it because um, I guess that why, that's why I end up liking anthropology and like uh, just because like I was kind of doing my own like not really realizing it. I, I was like, purposely trying to like understand why people like thought the way they were, uh, the, what, the way they did, or acted the way they did, or um, the way why does why are cities different? Like why why is my town different than Compton? Why is my town different than like North Long uh, yeah, North Long Beach? In some yeah, and I mean I, I don't think those are the fault of it. But it's just it's places are different, and it's because the people are different. Everywhere is everywhere is different. We have to be okay with that, and it's important to understand that if you want to be a good person. Because like if you go around acting a certain way and you don't understand what it's like from somebody else's point of view, you're gonna make ultimately decisions that either hurt people's feelings or are just ignorant. And I don't I don't I never wanted to be that way that person in my life. Man, that's 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 game right there, bro. What you, you got something to say? No, uh, mom's calling me. But I put it on ignore. Sorry, mom, I love Ooh. you. Well, I'm gonna get that. Out. I'm telling her too. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You can't. Put it in the ignore shit. No, um, so now you saw that, and then coming here to Riverside. I was able to kind of. It, it was. It was kind of. It built off it. So I went from. Being in my hometown, I went to living in LA, and then I went to being like at a, like a, like a, at a, a university where there was like a such. I mean, there was such like good dialogue between people like I had such great conversations yeah I had great conversations with people met awesome intelligent people that like not just thought the way I did but thought differently than me but like in their own awesome unique way that we could just like talk for hours about really like intelligent things and I was able to kind of learn because UCR and, and I mean a lot of schools in general are kind of like a nucleus of different places because people come from far here and all those ideas are like in a melting pot and if you don't take advantage of that when you're at school it's you're doing yourself a disservice like you're, you're not learning other people's perspectives and so that's why another reason why i liked ucr was because i got empathetic to other cultures exactly that and and just uh people in general because when you live your life kind of only thinking about yourself and the people that you're surrounded by like it, you're kind of putting yourself on an island and no man is an island that like, you have to nobody had nobody like nobody can like live life really like only worrying about themselves and like their needs that like, you have to, like where people were social like you look at it as like from a biological standpoint, we're a social being. Yeah. We we exist as like a, as as a uh, um, as a group, not as individuals. And because we live in a global society now, it's it's important that it's not just like our own tribe. Like like 800 years ago, thousand years ago, when people lived in small tribes, it's the only people you ever meet. So you got you worried about them. But now we live in a world that's so much bigger. Our whole the whole Earth is a tribe now, and we have to respect and understand each other. Do you think we're tribal though? Do you think we still have? I mean, because. I think how we said this like last week about how tribal we are as human humans, and how like we're divided pretty much by not only race but cultures. Yeah. But I mean, the, it's inherent. Know, it's inherent to us, unfortunately. Right. But, but I mean, it, I think it's awesome because uh, when you look at it for like the great, like the goodness in each culture, like each culture is so unique, and it's, that's that's what makes people the way we are. And uh, the issue is when oh, my I, what I believe is the issue is when people start comparing races. Like, you can't compare races. Like it's, it's the same way you can't compare apples to oranges. Apples and oranges are both dank and they're awesome to eat. <laughs> I wouldn't, if someone, like, I, I hate that. That is an interesting way of, uh, I've never heard that metaphor before. And so every single culture is awesome in their own unique way. And like, yeah. as soon as you smother each other's cultures or label somebody else's culture as evil or uh, you start degrading them, that's so unhuman of us. But now if they, but it, if, 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 if historically and traditionally a culture has 
done a certain amount of trauma to specifically a certain group of people what do you say about that um it's it's their ideals that need, it's not the people themselves because they're nazis they're good nazis and they're bad nazis they're, they're but in terms of like their society like the overarching society it was horrible what they're doing but if you look at the individual people most of these individuals when they they were put when they're like basically shown in their face what their society was standing for they all changed if you look at it, we didn't kill all the Germans after the end of World War II. They just became other people. They were they were not like the, the Nazi culture died, and the world is better for it. But the people didn't die. They they, they all just realized not I don't think all realized, but basically became very apparent to the rest of the world that like, they couldn't operate that way. And we made sure that they didn't do that anymore. But the people didn't die. They were able to continue their lives in, in another way. And so you, as long as you're not as long as you're so peace. I guess what I'm trying to say is the Nazi people weren't subjugated further once like the war was over. Okay. Because um, you made a comment that said uh, there's good Nazis and bad Nazis, and I don't get shot at because there's a lot of people that don't know that. No, but um. <laughs> but I'm talking. I'm talking about like back in, in like okay. and uh, okay. people that are choosing to be Nazi now. That's different. Like they're making a conscious choice. Back then, like the entire country was becoming Nazi, and like you're on board with it or you're, like you're dying basically. And so when I when I say good Nazis and bad Nazis, I'm not saying like I'm talking about the people that are. Unrelated to like the atrocities that they're at their uh, um, that Nazi Germany did, uh, there's a lot of people that just kind of like were along for the ride and like they had no say, and those people shouldn't be held accountable for what the people that were making the bad, bad decisions for Nazi culture. But they they shouldn't be held accountable for that if they had no power to do anything to change it. Um, I think what he's saying is an interesting thought experiment is to think if I were living in Germany at the time, would I have been a Nazi? 99.9% of the time, the answer is yes. Would you have had the fortitude, a tide of Nazi ideology is coming at you, you've got this charismatic leader, the whole, I mean, you know, it's not like it was a couple, it was the whole, it was the whole nation. Yeah. And it's not like they
the race, the color of their skin or whatever, yeah. or they're being subjugated by people that are just seizing power for the wrong reasons and uh, basically like, ruining people's lives. Like if you look at that shit that happened in, uh, in, in like Guatemala and Central yeah, America, in the, in, in, uh, so the United States had a hand in overthrowing a couple governments oh, and it basically ruined these countries because our, our country is... Oh, what's super predator Hillary? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they would send they would send like government agencies in, into these countries because they didn't want them to be communists. So they're like, well, we'd rather them have them as military dictators because that's a better alternative, obviously. But it's like the worst thinking ever. Someone like if, if they'd run this idea by like any any type of like rational people, like humanity people, they would say that's probably not a good idea. You can see what's gonna happen. Like yeah. they're gonna turn it into a military state, and then that's even that's a hundred times worse than communism. And so they. Uh, well, the, the goal was to extract money, right? Like to put in a puppet regime that'll that that'll advance our interests. Yeah, advance our interests, whether it be helping them get cheap, uh, like materials, or or if they're just trying to keep them from ha like having communism because we just hated communism. Dude, like they're they're all like really dude, ridiculous they were reasons. Masterminds. They would, yeah. What would they would they, they would uh, saddle them with debt first of all? Like they would they would um, privatize a lot of these industries and they would stunt the growth of those. Uh, those those economies. Yeah. So they go to the country, and you know they would sort of suggest through the, either the World Bank or the IMF, they would say, "Look, this is the way that you should r run this your economy. Yeah. It's a very neoliberal way, right? It should be capitalistic." Yeah. And, um, and the same policies that made America an economic powerhouse, they would tell this country yeah. not to use. Obviously, because the U.S. can take advantage of it. Yeah, and that's a that's a disarming tactic, though. You know, to keep up. You know, you said, I mean, they want to keep up every country to about five, four, five, five. And then you they have the leaders. Like five, seven, six, four, four, the leaders were not great leaders, or they were either they're either voted out of power, or they were undermined by the CIA. You know what? I don't know. You you U.S. is great. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot oh, that's great that about. Hit him with that butt. There's a lot of great. But. But we've done a lot of we've done a lot of really, really shitty things, and I think it's funny. Donald it, Trump, baby, Donald Trump, will in saying it like it's funny because Donald Trump isn't the establishment. I mean, he is and he isn't. And sometimes he'll say shit that actually makes sense. Like when he was getting interviewed, and uh, they said something about uh, why do you think Russians? I think it was Bill O'Reilly goes, uh, you know, the Russians have done a lot of bad things. Putin has done a lot of bad things, and Donald Trump goes, what you think we're so innocent? America, you think America hasn't done a lot of bad things? And everybody was like, oh, how dare he? That's so, not. it's well, fucking he true. Said it, even during the debates, though. When <laughs> yeah. he got on Bush's helmet. Yeah. He was on Bush's helmet kind of hard. I was like, okay, I fucked with you, Trump, on that. About the 9 11 shit, because he, he kind of exposed him a little bit, talking about that 9 11 shit happened on your motherfucking watch. Yeah. Okay? It had your family name written all over it. So I did kind of respect when he said okay. that. No, it's true. That, yeah, he, he, he's he's not the establishment when it comes to like when it comes to like he's not PC about it, and I think that's like the biggest issue. Like you know the biggest his biggest uh, I guess marketing thing was he wasn't PC, and like people were just like upset like. Which is so fucking annoying because PC ultimately is a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a censorship. Yeah. Like, like PC versus Mac and shit? Right. <laughs> uh, oh, you're talking about uh, politically correct. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, it's a lie. Yeah. That's what it is. It's inauthentic. You're sent, like you're you're shielding people from what? The reality? The truth of things? Yeah. I, I don't understand. What are we That's what your mommy and daddy for. This is the real world. Fuck PC. When you can be PC when you're growing up and you're in the household, your parents want to be PC with you. But once you step out of that into that real world, you're 18, guess what? It's raw and uncut, baby. Yeah. yeah. Like stand-up comedy. That's why stand-up comedy is amazing. 
Because first of all, it has it rely. Com- dude, comedy and humor is more. I, 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 the more I think about it, the more and more powerful it appears to be. To be. Oh, it's and, a science. It's, it's a. It's a high. Comedy is a high science. Alex gonna be a stand-up comedian you know with me. Yeah. We're both, he's gonna be a stand-up. Yeah, I'm doing. A, I'm gonna. I wanna do one. Uh, so I've been writing for it. I don't wanna. I don't you wanna. Don't, you don't just do one. Yeah, it's, I, I, I kind of wanted to just try it. Like, I, I like just trying things that make me uncomfortable. Like, I, that's dope. Stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah, it, it makes me it, like last night I did karaoke in front of fuck ton of people, but do it in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> you say you want to step out your comfort zone? Damn. Nah, no, I ain't gonna get you. Who your top three comics of all time? Of all time, damn. I, I think that's. I, I don't know if I could give you a good answer for that. I can well, give you my, my, my I can give you my my favorite like right now. Uh, I really like Tom Segura. Tom Segura. What's up, Tom? Brzezinski's husband. Were you around for Sober October? Was that? Sober October with Burt Kreischer and no. Ari Shafir and Joe Rogan. I wasn't. He, Tom Segura. So Tom Segura is this comedian. I, I know Tom Segura. Yeah, so he runs with a bunch of these other comedians, okay. obviously. All, 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 all comics are real. Yeah. obviously they're close. But Burt Kreischer is a good friend of his, along with Joe Rogan. You know Joe Rogan. Yeah. And Ari Shafir. Okay, I don't I know who that is. Ari Shafir is a Jewish dude. The Amazing Racist. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? Yep, yep. That, that was Ari Shafir. He Interesting. Did that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is Robin Harris, uh... You know, saying Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is one of my favorites of all time. Like, yeah, I saw Dave Chappelle. I got to see Murphy. Recently. Uh, oh, this was back in 2015. That's pretty fucking cool. It was dope. He's, a, he's, my, he's like one of the dream people I'm, I'm hoping to meet someday. Dude, he's 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 wild. He's wild. But uh, yeah, Tom, uh, anyways, Tom Segura is uh, he's anyways. Go ahead, Tom Segura. Oh uh, yeah, so Tom Segura, um, I guess. People that are raunchy, I, 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 for a time, I really liked Daniel Tosh. Um, I don't like him as much anymore just because, like, I feel like Tosh.0 kind of just, like, it was, like, sensory overload of him. Just, I got sick of him after a while. But I, re- I used to really like his sense of humor. Um, yeah. Trying to think about what people I like. I like Louis C.K. until this shit happened by him. So Sorry, whooping his wiener shit. out in front of people. Right, it's like, right. but, like, I, I try to take, I, I try to separate his comedy from him just because, like, it's such good, like, raw stuff. Like, I think but it's... Then, but then, a lot of his comedy was... Gnarly, like, like that. Gnarly you just thought you just like you, you knew he was a motherfucking pervert. Yeah, you just didn't Gnarly. realize like he was yeah. actually doing that. Like, you're, okay, yeah, he's doing his yeah. he's doing his act, but like he's actually doing that. And it kind of now it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, well, now it now it all makes sense. I thought it was an act, but that's just how yeah, it actually then, is. He, oh no, he really masturbates yes, in front of bitches. Gnarly, Dude, gnarly. You see him yeah. do comedy. This this is with all comedians. Is what you see them do comedy. You can see like they're getting um, joy from you laughing. But also, there's a mischief there in that, and and you can see it, especially in certain type of comics, in the comic knowing that the audience is uncertain how real they're yeah, getting. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when they say a comment, like you don't even know, you don't even like know yeah. how real I'm being right now, yeah. and the audience is laughing, and you can see in their face this almost di- diabolical like mischief. Yeah, no, it's, that's. I think that's the most alluring part of doing the stand-up with me is because I get to be just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it, and, like, I, and I'm, I'm like really stoked up that aspect of it because I really want to, I think I can sell it well and I have like really funny things to talk about. I don't want to do anything on, on the area. I mean, it's not polished. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't it's not, not polished, it's not polished. But, 16's in the vault, but, uh, 
but it's uh it's that's like the learning part about it is like you, you they, they don't know come monday come monday on hideaway come come I'm not, dude. I'm not ready for it. You're not ready. Wait, wait. This Monday? This yeah, Monday? This Monday? It's right down the street. I'm, go, I'm going home tomorrow morning. Right, flying home right. to the bay. But yeah, I'm, this 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 weekend, I'm back home. I'm not gonna be at work or anything. So I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to polish my stuff that I'm working on, and I'm working. I'm working on. I'm working on a research project too. So like for uh, for botany. So I'm trying to finish both those at the same time. You're gonna get up there and you're gonna for, like you're gonna forget what you're gonna say. Like, Damn, you, no, 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 that's no, not how it is. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. That's how it is. What I'm telling you is, no matter how polished. You yeah, go I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through with my phone. I'm gonna go through my phone. Yeah, yeah, notes. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, you to go up. I think it's better to. But okay, but my point was about when you as a comedian and that mischief with Louis. It's all true. And, and 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 it's almost like he was getting off on the uh, on like these people not knowing how creepy he was. Yeah. Yep. You know, like it's all it's fun it's when all you, Lucy guy now? Yeah. Oh, like okay. it's it's fine when you're like Dave Chappelle and you're just talking about he has a joke about how I think he cummed on on in like his family room and his dog came up and licked it. <laughs> and like you expect like you're like I don't know, is that real? Did that really happen? Like that <laughs> is a pretty innocuous yeah. like there isn't any harm in that. Yeah. You just see who got know, whole control, who don't got whole control. Versus like Louie going <laughs> I just fucking, you know, I just even sometimes I just masturbate in front of people, blah blah blah. Yeah. And but that that there's like a victim there. Yeah. But also this whole thing just seems like an episode of Louie yeah. at the same time. Like kind of. That's funny you say that. Dude, it, uh, first of all, I love I love Louie. I've been a big fan of the show, and actually I haven't really been seen much of his stand-up, frankly, but... How do you like show, a fan of his show? Well, because his show's show. good. His show's he's a good. He, oh, he, at the end of the day, he's a writer. He's like, he's a really good writer. like the real true him, though, I think. Yeah, but the, no, but the, the, the show is very much a stand-up, and he does do stand-up in a show, and I've seen some, like, stand-up from him, but, um, this... What was the point that I was gonna make? I mean, it sucks, and I love Louie, but, um, this motherfucker's been doing it. See, you gotta, you gotta learn how to. Oh, it seems like an episode. It seems like an episode yeah. of Louis. I, I'm having a hard time processing the harm of this, because to me, I don't know. He didn't touch the girl, but then it's different. Yeah, how do you know he wasn't there? That's that's the thing. But none, none of them, none of them, all, all of them said that he never touched them, which is nice. Well, yeah, exactly. In the testimonies, they said that they didn't touch him. He just stood in front of the door. I, I just feel like. And so, and then he came out and admitted it, which was hilarious yeah. to me, because you would see the reporters kind of have a brain fart where they're like, "Well, where do we take this? We, there's no more intrigue or mystery. Yeah, we can't follow this." It was such a Louis move, and and even the act itself was not, to me, it didn't seem assault. Okay, assault These are hits. These are hits going on right now. What do you mean? These are a, a character assassination hits. They have a list of people. That they're going down right now. That's all that's going on in Hollywood, homie. Yeah. They have a list of people. They have been assholes and been, you know. For yeah, so their long. time has come. Their time has come. You know their and time now, has come. The shit is hitting the fan. It's saying nothing. This is a planned hit. That's all it is. Yeah. There. Yeah. You know it's, it's been like one after another in terms of like famous people. Okay, right before his movie, which was basically an homage to Manhattan, which is a great fucking movie by another great old creepy Jewish dude called Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah, I know. Who I'm a big fan of. Woody. 
That's what they call it. Ain't petty fight, pedophile. What, that, what, what, what do they say in that most stuff song? Talk about Michael Jackson, but show same people talk about Michael Jackson. So Woody and Sunni. But Michael Jackson didn't marry his motherfucking daughter. It wasn't with his daughter and shit. I think he was talking about Morgan Freeman. Maybe that. Anyways. But a, a recipe to that young girl. She she did that. Dude, his, was, yeah. His latest movie was an homage to Manhattan, where Woody Allen is this forty-year-old character who has a relationship with a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. And it's this real creepy. And also, I never felt comfortable watching Woody Allen kiss the women in in these movies because it always seemed very gropy. Yeah. It always seemed very perverted, and maybe it's because he was shorter than these girls. But it always seemed very needy and like I mean, me, yeah. me, 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 yeah. fucking neurotic little Jew yeah. freak. I, I don't know. But but uh, I still am a big fan. Of There's not a Friday after next or next Friday or a motherfucking Expendables that I will let a motherfucker grab my nuts. <laughs> my queen like that. And I'm not gonna catch the fade or go to prison. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, it's not worth the bag, my nigga. It's not. Not for me. But hey, what do I know? I don't know. This whole Louis thing's got me a little I mean I mean but but you gotta separate the art from the person, right? Yeah. I mean But I mean, how do you do you, it when the art is in this case is, I, I is so closely exactly, connected right. to the actual right. act? This movie that he made, which was canceled, is an homage to Woody Allen's movie. And then in this movie, mm. he it's it's uh, this is exactly what happens. It's Louie, and there's this older director that there are rumors about mm. about his relationship with these young women. And Louie is enamored with this director, yeah. and this director kind of starts this relationship with fucking his. Louis' daughter. Man, what in the Corey Feldman is going on here, man? Dude, it's such I a freaky. Shit. I, I don't know what I don't the know, fuck. Man. Louis really has lost his mind to make a movie like that. Yeah. So closely, like, what are you? What are you saying? What yeah. is the intent of a movie like that? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. What about an hour? An hour and. Ooh, what's, what's up, man? So, um, Mr. Tarzan, say so. What, I, know, I know the ladies be on you and all that. You be swinging from the trees on camera <laughs> and shit like that. Um, what, 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 like, have you learned in terms of like the cultures and, and the women and, and things like that? Like, yeah, you, like preference in women. Uh, wait, I'm confused. I'm confusing yeah, question. You asked a lot. Of, did, first, did, you asked did, about did, the culture. Yeah, like, like, like culture. Do you have a preference in women? I mean, have you dated all the different, like, a different a plethora I, of different cultures of women? Or I like seems like a girl, guy who likes Asian girls. I, I try. I try not to kiss and sell, but. But 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 there's a big but I, I would say I do. I like I like all women. I I, I think <laughs> I really do. I like all women. Like I I'm not. I don't have I don't have preference for a single type of women. I don't think, which I think okay. it's cool. I like uh I just I appreciate all kinds of beauty. I think. He was in a frat as well. Oh, so he didn't went through them all. That's what that's what it is. What's the you know, he, he was not he, only in a frat. He was in. He was in the Fiji yeah. frat. He got double, triple, top, and all that shit. Which was... Since we wanted to, we strived to do. We still trying to get there. He already did Suspended or expelled from campus. That's how That's how it turned out. Damn, you was talking about that? What's up? Didn't Fiji, didn't Fiji get expelled? We did not. Game? We did not. That this was is a smear campaign from Kappa Sigma? This was, this was a smear campaign. From? Are you, are you the, rest, the rest of Greek life, for Kappa, sure. Kappa... Uh, okay. It wasn't from Kappa Sigma, but it was, uh, it was from... Uh, it, this was... Basically, the rest of campus like heard that we had uh, gotten in trouble, allegedly, and they they basically we 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 did a voluntary suspension of ourselves. And it, was, it was it was it was it was a voluntary thing. It had, had nothing to do with school. Um, the most I can say is it had had something to do with the nationals. So we uh, 
we let the school know we're not going to be like, participating on campus this quarter. That was spring. And because of that, everyone just started saying that we got kicked off. So and things ah. we didn't and we didn't do we didn't do anything to prove them wrong. So we, we didn't like put on our feet on our Fiji Snapchat or whatever saying that like yes we were off campus. We just kind of didn't say anything about it. Yeah. And everyone kind of just started talking about it more and more and more and more. Like Fiji's off, and these stories got incredible. Like there was people were saying the most wild things about us for why we got kicked off campus that we like killed people or like that we were like giving drugs I, to I people. Heard it was, I heard it was for a hazing incident. But then I heard it was for something financial. It's ex- and that's the point I'm trying to make. They're, yeah. like, all, none of these are real, uh-huh. and they kind of just like manifest because people kind of start, it's just like telephone. Someone says, I think this is what happened. And the yeah. next person says, this is what happened. And then everyone, everyone's saying some wild stuff. So we, we just kind of, at the end of the day, we thought it was really funny because we knew we were like, we were fine. Yeah. And so we, uh, when we came back. So we, yeah, we, so we, and that's just like our, our I, I guess our, our motto in general, just we don't talk about anything to do with opportunity. Like, like we yeah, just don't. Yeah. We just don't talk about it to anybody else. Like society, loyalty, 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 shit. And it's uh, it 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 keeps it keeps you on campus. Like it, yeah. it, you don't uh, loose lips, loose lips sink ships. I'm not saying we're doing anything like yeah. nefarious, but I'm just saying that like it's it just that's how things are. People want to talk about this, other like about your fraternity, um, regardless if they know anything about it or not. So we'd rather just them not know anything. And so uh, ultimately, we we were fine. We got back on campus, so it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't an issue. Um, but it was it was after I graduated. So like basically my last quarter here, we weren't like. We weren't really participating, which was fine because I was graduating, so I had time to focus on school anyway, so it was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, my, one of my homies, man, he went to uh, Eastern Illinois University, and he was uh, he had just pledged um, a fraternity on campus or whatever, and their chapter, they did a, 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 a drug raid. A police, the police raided their chapter, and they lost all their accreditation. Yeah. Just because somebody was selling weed out of there or something. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah, a, it's, 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 yeah. it's a super uh, fraudulent condition, like, fraternities are in because there's so much scrutiny on them like, right. like there's so much scrutiny on them. so anytime they slip up at all they're just going to get closed like and it's just kind of like the general trend of uh, fraternities in general is like it's a decline for sure um, because back in the 80s that same shit was going on but like no one was cracking down on it so it wasn't really that big a deal and now there's so much spotlight on, uh, on fraternities in general that what any slip up like that what is the uh, culture like at UCR because okay here's, here's my thing culture about of, don't you go don't you go don't you go no, no, no. I mean, oh, I think okay. the culture of frats. I don't know what the culture okay. of frats yeah, yeah. is like, and I, I don't go to those parties. I've never tried to get in. But generally, 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 fraternities don't let yeah, people yeah. that aren't in the fraternity no in the party. No, 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 no. But I, I, uh, my issue with frats has been basically is I would think any any situation where you're in a big group, there's a loss of independent thought. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt comfortable with the idea of merging and committing to such a big group of people. I, I just you don't want to get paddled, nigga. <laughs> I, I just I I, I dude I, I don't understand how. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. In high school, me and my friends would make fun of like frat dudes on the daily. Yeah. And I did too, to and, some extent. And frat people are such like frats in general have been for the longest time such a national I think joke. Yeah. For for people have always they, well, have been a meme. They've been a meme. They're, they're, my brother and my brother part of it. As in like people people is as they're I, I get what you're saying. They're, they're targets for jokes. It's easy yeah, to it's, it's, because okay, they kind of yeah, caricaturize yeah. themselves. Like right, exactly. And and one of my favorite things to do on Wednesdays is to walk through the gauntlet yeah. of the frat uh, letters and watch all the people act like they're raging in the middle of the day. And they're listening to this music, and the fu- and the sorority girls are there, and they all look. It, you to can't me, touch none. 
Dude, I, I could if I wanted to. But they, all, <laughs> but they all look like just empty, like just ditzy. I, I, it, there's such a, a meme. To, I don't know. You just it is no. So I, I can I can provide some insight on that. So I would definitely say it's it's sort of like an like an uh, it's like a shared like identity between all the people. Like, they kind of use it to like bridge each other. So everybody in the in the frat life and sorority life. Sexual, so hold I on, laugh. Hold on. I laugh every bridge? time. Every time I go like through without fail, I laugh. I just burst out laughing, and I have to. I double over. It's okay. So basically, since all these people are kind of thrown into the side, it's like we're we're, fo- we're forced to be like a social group, like just because like we're in Greek life, we have to be friends with each other. But uh, so we uh, basically it's like a shared it's like a shared thing that kind of like allows people that don't know each other to kind of like a common. Like a common connection with each other, so they, uh, uh, the people in like fraternal life, they kind of use like their default is kind of that like that kind of ditzy like, broy kind of like persona, I guess, because a lot of people don't know each other very well, and so they kind of have to like act what they think people want them to look like and act like. But when you talk with these people one on one, majority of people aren't like this at all. Like it's, it's actually kind of hilarious. Like a lot of these girls, like, I'll, I'll see them. <laughs> I think I don't know you. And like I'll see, I'll talk to some of these girls, and like they're super intelligent. And like have great conversation. With their, they're at UCR. Like it's like a big, it's a good, good school of engineering students yeah. that are like pre-med girls that are going to this stuff, pre-med guys, all this stuff. And like, but sometimes people just kind of like act a certain way just because they kind of think that it's what's expected of them. But they aren't really that way. And like, it's so they're not, it's they're not being authentic. Then. No, I think there's a lot of people in, in, in Greek life that are not authentic at all. So but what I think yeah. is authentic is when you said like uh, I like what you said earlier. You're worried that you would kind of lose your individuality, mm. and so. I definitely see the potential for that, um, and I, that was like my biggest like kind of, kind of hold up when I first originally rushed was like I don't know if I'm like ready to kind of like sacrifice my indivi- individuality, but it's, it's not it's, soul, it's not it's not exactly that at all to be honest. So yeah, no, I, it was I was pleasantly surprised at least for us. I can't speak on every fraternity because every fraternity is different. But at least what happened with us is we're so real with each other that. I'm not afraid to have a very different opinion than everybody else because we're so mm-hmm. close to each other. I know that I'm not going to be judged by, like, by what I say, uh, and we're basically bound to each other, like more than like it's not just like a friendship kind of thing. It's we, we're it's like we're, it's like we're contractually obliged to like work with each other and like listen to each other's opinions and like uh, respect them and use that going forward to like make decisions like as fraternity, as just people in general growing, developing young people that come into the fraternity. It's like a very big growing process for a lot of these freshmen. So it has to be run very, uh, very well. And the key to doing that is being as open as possible to each other and being uh, real with each other. Because if it's vapid, you're just going to bring in more vapid people and you're going to create a vapid environment. If you're not... It sounds a little homoerotic to me though. It can be, I mean, because it, it can be in terms of like, uh, just from the outside, like it just where it's a bunch of guys only hanging out with each other. Like yeah. inherently, it's gonna sound like that. It's gonna look yeah. like that. But right, right. it's just it's one of those things you kind of have to be okay with. Like people, like one thing I really learned actually during uh, being in fraternity was learning how to get them thicker skin. Because beforehand, I would take first pers- like when someone talks shit about me, I would take it so personally. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know, I just hadn't learned that. Like it's just what people do. People talk shit. Like it's okay. Like you can't take it out of the heart. You know who you are if you don't believe it and you know it's not true, yeah. then it doesn't fucking matter. And so what that really kind of taught me was how to be a little more thick-skinned uh, in, uh, in a social group like that. Because sometimes in groups, I'm an outgoing person when it comes to like, like four or five people, but in like a big group, like yeah. I can go and talk in front of people, but like I'm not comfortable. Like it's, right. it's kind of hard to like be like that kind of, uh, I don't know, comfortable with like 50 people looking at you. Mm-hmm. And my friends, they're gonna talk shit to me the most than anybody. So it kind of prepared me for 
the real world. I can go, I can go and talk to anybody now, any size group. Deliver. If I need to like, say something, I can do it no problem. Like, yeah, I mean, and it was a show. I didn't even know I was in. Like, oh, I just thought, like, oh, I just thought I was like outgoing. I could talk, and I could in a lot of ways. But the 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 confidence I got from it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot different. I could tell. Um, I'm not saying that every fraternity does that. I'm not saying that like it happens to every person that comes into our fraternity. That's what I gained out of it. And really, starts with the fact that we we're just so close with each other. Like, what was, your intent, what was your intention going in? What did you? What did you? What results did you want going into it? I had none. I had. I just kind of went in like you know, like okay, I'm gonna keep a job for the rest of my life. Oh, for uh, for for the for, for the frat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I came in and I, I just literally was like, okay, well, I'll just try this out. But if it's kind of weird, I'll just drop like, drop out because I came. I was a transfer student. wasn't a traditional freshman coming in like enamored by a frat life or whatever. I didn't really have any opinion on it. And high school kind of made fun of it, but like I didn't really know anything about it. I it wasn't in my you face at all. Yeah, super okay. ignorant to it. Okay. And so when I came into it, I was just like, well, if I don't like this, like, I have my friends from Dominguez Hills. I don't need new friends. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, um, but what I was interested in doing was getting part of uh, student government on campus. And I realized you sort of kind of need, like, a, you need to be involved on campus. And it's like a really easy way to get involved quickly. And so it was the first thing that kind of presented itself. They were, like, actively seeking me out in a lot of ways. They're like, come out to this, come out to this, come out to this, like, join us. Other organizations, they don't really do that. Um, and so it was... It was like an easy option to kind of just like get involved quickly. Really and consistent with it. Um, well, I, I didn't really need to. In the beginning, they, they, just fraternities in general were. Uh, the fraternity that I ended up going, Fiji, they were they actually never hit me up once. Like, really? I kind of just like ran into them like on one of the info nights, and they're and they're like, yeah, we're cool guys, and I was like, sick. Let's yeah. hang out more. The other fraternities, like the other fraternities, like uh, they they were just like really trying to like they're kind of trying too hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so Fiji was just like very chill about it. Like they're like, eh, it's all good. Like if you don't want to. Be our friend. It's not a big deal. Like we got our own thing going, and so I, when I was going into it, I figured, you know, what, if I don't like this, I can always just drop. No harm, no foul. Like it's not a big deal. But I, I realized I had like some to learn from it. Like it really made me uncomfortable. Like I said, um, because I had to learn how to work with a bunch of people I'd never knew, I knew before, right. and I, I really had to learn how to um, be political in some ways, and I think I never had to do before. Well, running down the street with a bloody tampon taped to your forehead, naked. Uh well, you know, make anybody, uh, <laughs> you break anybody out of Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's like the kind of stuff we see in movies. And I think it's really yeah. fucking funny because some of it actually does happen. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have anything cool like that, but. Okay, I'm sure you can't talk. That's, that's gang shit. But, 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 I mean, I mean it's just, it kind of, I wish it was allowed more. It makes yeah. sense. Because, like, a lot of it is just in fun. Yeah. And, like, if it's not. If, if, what's up? Oh, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause up. Do you want to? No, no, no. Do you, you, you want to answer it? Who's this? Your, your mic is works better. It's me to K4. Can you say? Hello. Feel speaker phone. Hold up. Hold Hello. Kelly, what are you doing? Hey. Hold on. Let me turn it up a little more. Hey. I, I, I don't. I don't know if you can hear it or not. Can you hear it? Can you hear her? Hello. What are you guys doing? Yeah. We're doing. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, what's up? Right, right, is it sake bomb time or what? And food too. Grab she wants sake bomb. She wants food. Damn, she wanna get teed up. Like turned up. Sake bomb is sushi. I'm ready. Do you know when the yeah, fire is gonna go out? I have no idea. Probably later, right? Like nine o'clock. She said she wants some sake bomb. I wish right I could tell now. you. I literally have. Like, I, I, if I, the number I give you, you have a the number I give you is just gonna be so wrong. I don't even want to attempt. And some flaming hot Cheetos. Sometime between seven and eight or nine. Sometime between seven and eight. Or nine, or, or ten. Nine or ten. Mina, do you know when the fire is going to go up? Can anybody, the mic over here, motherfucker? <laughs> All right, anyway. well, yeah, uh, we're almost going to be done with the podcast. 
Yeah. I'll call you when we finish. How about that? We ain't gonna hit you, man. Alright, peace. Alright. Vita K. Yeah, we, yeah. we had to uh, delete her episode. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put it back up. No, we just have to edit something out. But I, I wanted to put it back oh, up. She, 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 then there, it was the, it was the, the romance, the, the drama, the romance between the guy and she said. Oh. She realized she said. Well, more, that's her name. We'll, we'll edit that. Well, that's what the fuck know. I told her. But then she's uh, like, Mina. She, well. She did a favor, so we okay. can, we gotta. Yeah, no, I, I respect that. We gotta, we gotta you have integrity. Yeah. So, but what I'm gonna do? What, she she didn't have vote control. Yeah, she true, have true, that's true. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have her just rec- record like a little ten or fifteen minute conversation about the part that we had to lead to make up the time for it, and that'll be cool. Okay. It'll be like a transition. Okay. And then it'll be like this is how we and Mina post. Yeah, no more. Yeah, so Alaric, all of this is gonna be up. Sounds good. We've had people come up on here and pretend to be Brazilian, change Ooh. their name. What do you mean? You don't know Oh, he's on line. Ryan the line. Changing yeah, his I, name. I got a 16 personality. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you got you to do. I'm down to do a celebrity guest impression. Oh, who, who are you gonna do? No, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a celebrity. I guess I just a guest impression of someone uh, like that's different. Cameo. Yeah, like a cameo. A celebrity shot. Cameo. You mean just, like uh, no, like come like, come on and do like do like a do a different do a different character. Oh, oh a cameo, a real. Oh, yeah. Riffraff, you can do riffraff. You I can couldn't. easily do riffraff. It's got. I gotta work on something. I don't have any characters to do. That's one thing I, I realized. I, if I if I ever want to do like stand up, you kind of need some characters. You, you gotta do is that you. Your niche? you, you that's, that's what you want to do. That's I mean, if I, if I were to pursue anything like in like the business, it would be it would be comedy. Like it had to be. There's nothing yeah. else I could do. Like what I'm not. What you doing? Because I feel like once you start doing impressions, you kind of get locked in that lane. Yeah, I mean, well, thing, just just like just as a tool, gimmicks. as a tool though, as a tool though. Like okay, I just like okay. they kind of use it whenever you kind of need it. But I wouldn't try to make my whole thing about it. Definitely. But it would, be, it would be nice to kind of whip it out whenever you, like, just as like a, oh yeah. shit. Whip out a Christopher Wacken. <laughs> Walking around. I can do big, baby, baby, you want to sleep over in my living room, huh, baby? <laughs> that sounded that's like, like, that that's sound like Rick Ross. That sounded like it, it, was, it was Biggie Ross. Biggie Ross, Ross. is a kid. Yes. Anyways, what were we doing before? Mina? Uh, Mamacita? Fraternity stuff, I think. Ignorado. Frat? We were talking about the frat? Yeah, we're talking about. So, have you seen Animal House? I mean, is Animal I haven't House seen. Like, an, I've never seen Animal House okay. actually. Okay. Okay. I think maybe I knew when I was a kid, but like, it doesn't count. Like, gotcha. I feel like you need to. Like, I feel like every single movie you watch is different as a kid and as an adult, and you have to go back and watch all the you know movies. You want to watch again? Shrek. I haven't Shrek. watched Shrek since I was a kid, dude. dude. That look like an old Shrek ass nigga too. No, I <laughs> great. I, Shrek two was in the gym <laughs> yesterday. It really. And, and it brought back these amazing memories, and I was like, and, and also what was great about those movies is. They're also funny for adults too. Like I, you watch Shrek. Yeah, you that, that shit is vulgar. Yeah, you miss some things in there. Yeah. As a kid, you just go whoop. Yeah. And as an adult, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. It's important that they do that too because like parents go take their kids to watch this and they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want them bored out of their school the whole time. So. It's great because the parents are sitting there like, all right, let's fucking take the kids and they're getting the laugh, dude. Some of these cartoons like Pix that Pixie, Pixar and Disney have produced. What about the line? No, they're amazing. What's your favorite one? I mean, Lion King's a good one. That ain't Pixar, nigga. I like Cars. Cars is a good one. I, every, I mean, Pixar's like Toy Story. How many times Monsters have your parents have your parents used have your parents used lines from some of these movies? You know, what my dad's favorite one is you deliberately. Disobeyed me. me, dude. What? I thought my dad was Mufasa when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, I thought motherfucking ass didn't clean that damn kitchen up. Damn, my, I don't know that's who funny. Wrong, my parents, like my parents, uh, my parents definitely did the same thing. That's yeah, the they thing. would like pick up lines from 
Dude, I was watching Bill Co the, the Cosby Show. Okay. Another, another thing, another where you gotta separate. All right, whatever the fuck, we're gonna separate yeah. the artists. I re I'm, so I'm watching the Cosby Show again. It's a great show. The guy's timing is impeccable. But I'm as I'm watching the show, I'm realizing that my dad's mannerisms uh -huh. and the way he deals with conflict in the house amongst <laughs> children is like so identical. That's like I fucking like the exact same That's... as Bill Cosby. The way that he would like. It, like, whoa, 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 that's all. You gotta draw that line because yeah. you don't want to give him a little bit. No, 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 no. If my brother or sister or my dad would bother him, he would just like, he would like the pacing of and the way that the, 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 his demeanor would, it was like identical. And then I realized this dude was learning how to be a parent from Cosby. Bill Cosby. Cosby. Like but hey, like, like oh, I'm sorry, man. Like uh, J. Cole said, Uncle Phil was the only dad that he had. A lot, a lot of you, especially when you're in a single parent household, these TV shows, especially from the 90s, because the 90s was the best era. You know, that's for sitcoms for sure. You know, you will never see another Martin. Come on, man, we saw Martin court Gina from that thing. They met each other, they court, they, they, they were together, they moved in with each other, then they got married. It's like the perfect kind of, uh, you know, um, mythology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mar Martin is mythology. It's a good you way to put I mean? it. It's a good way to put it. it. Really these, these, uh, these TV shows we watch is sim similar to like the, the, I guess like the stories kids would hear in the past about like their heroes and stuff. And these kind of t they help you kind of learn to be a person and how to, I guess, be a good person. Sometimes these, these, uh, like you said, they can be uh, the only role models you have in some people's lives. And yeah. uh, it's funny that it, it's in, but on the, on the flip side, it's funny that your dad was taking his mannerisms yeah. from Bill Cosby. So it's not. It's not just, just, not just kids. It's not just kids that are doing. It would be like the way like he would calmly or, or like, like some of the humor is funny, it's hilarious. It was like exactly yeah. like Bill Cosby. Right. But uh, yeah, those TV shows. Uh, uh, some like Finding Nemo and uh, I don't know, a lot of those. I actually like Tarzan a lot. Tarzan I watched that. It was one of those movies I watched recently. <laughs> I watched. Like, recently. That's, this, that's my go-to, homie. <laughs> I learned some movies from him, man. Okay. But uh, he, uh, it's a uh, yeah, Tarzan was one of those I actually watched later in life that I saw was, like when it first came out and never watched it again until like last year. Mm. And it's it's interesting to see like these are the movies that like. These are deep movies. Yeah, there's there's some like yeah. pretty there's some pretty cool stuff to watch in it like especially when seeing. Locked in with nature, right? Yeah, that that yeah. and like I guess the. Some of these like tackle some pretty deep issues of like who you are as a person, like mm -hmm. kind of dealing with like like the growing up part of your life and like mm -hmm. what's what what you're deciding is good and bad and how you're going to react to that in your life. Like, you are you going to make good decisions or bad decisions? Like, are you going to be a good person or bad person? And like, you're kind of like you kind of characterize these into like like look at Gaston. Like Gaston, like the, as a kid, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be like him because they kind of tell you you shouldn't oh, yeah, be like yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're like fables. Yeah. yeah. A human thing to do to interest yourself into mythology like that, though. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and like Hercules, actually, yeah. I think Hercules was probably one of my, fa was my uh, favorite. And, and, and Hercules, if you look at it, he is like another ad uh, ad uh, adaption of Tarzan, yeah, like that brave kind of you know, say God kind of like you know, also, away from the environment that he that he was. Well, not really, they're not really similar. okay. Well, they, they both white with long hair, shit. <laughs> Hercules didn't have long hair, I don't know, shit, huh. You watch Hercules? Hercules, <laughs> he ain't long hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Hercules. Uh, he's, no, he's, no, he's, no, he's, he's like, like a mullet. He he's got a little yeah, mullet. Yeah. Right. He had a little He's sick. He has sick headband too. Right. He had the right. Air Hercs, the yeah, the sandal, right. the sandal, the sandal deal. He definitely had the Air Hercs Eleven. <laughs> They're also very archetypical. Like the characters were very, um, you know, like they depicted one certain. 
You you know what was good was Utopia. Zootopia. I haven't seen Zootopia yet. You haven't? Oh, I have it's not. Good. It's about it's about I drank racing. Zootopia back in the day in high school. Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, the little syrupy, juicy hat. Zootopia. Zootopia. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Zootopia's real good. It was about race. It was great. Yeah. It was really, yeah, it was real deep. I see that shit, bro. Oh, it was great. It was actually. It was really. You watch Zootopia. It's deep. Utopia? Zoo. Zootopia. Oh, oh. Zootopia. See, it's, so is Jumanji, though. Jumanji is deep, too, though. About how the mind and how the kids, they went into that land with the animals and all that yeah. shit that came to life. Yeah. Like there's a them Disney movies be having scientists too. Yeah. Like what's the Eddie Murphy one? The um, Imagine That or something like that? When you thought when it was thought of, then it just appeared or something like that. Ooh, I never saw that one. I'm telling you, a lot of them old Disney movies got some science to it, Jake. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like, I think the quality back then was like yeah. they, they they took more risks, so like they're they're more unique, and I feel like movies now are very similar. Um, yeah, they regurgitate shit now because they're trying to suppress the the consciousness. Okay. You know what I mean? You know. You think so? Know, Huh? But what has changed that at one point they were not suppressing the consciousness and now they're suppressing the consciousness? I feel like it was a free reign. It was a period where it was just kind of like we were getting a lot of new shit. Then it just stopped. But then we just started getting regurgitation. Yeah, okay, so regurgitation. They just ran out of shit. Do you, or do you nah, think, do you think no. there's an agenda there's behind never, it? There's, there's so many different new ideas. What, it's what? just they keep certain things so in why, So, okay, but what happened that they changed the agenda? Because the agenda for the longest time was to show this cool shit. I don't know. I just feel like we're in a parallel universe, and I feel like they're making so much. Wait, 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 wait. What's the answer? And I feel like, I feel like they're, 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 they're suppressing a lot of this, a lot of new information, and they keep they keep repeating shit in the cycle to keep us at a certain well, keep it, keeping us at bay. Uh, maybe it's like we'll let them have these bits and pieces of information, but beyond that point, we don't want to give them any more. Is that maybe what you're thinking? Um, I just think motherfuckers ain't come ain't ain't, ain't they're being lazy. They're not coming with new shit. So then, and so they got new shit. They're not. They're not. They're they're not uh, letting them in, or they're not in the forefront. They're not. They're, they don't have access to a, a mass platform where they can show their art. You feel me? So, but but movies are the number one tool of psychology. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because it, it's got both. It's got it's got both sides of uh, like the coin in terms. It's got auditory. And it's got and visuals, visual. and so like it's it's it's, it's hypnotic, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and nothing just, nothing just, so, yo, nothing yo, sucks even more than a, a movie. Chakras. Yeah, like like uh, like chakra movies are like when you, like the uh, what was it L.A. Confidential when it was like one one scene it might be blue or yellow. Oh. Uh, or like uh, it was one of the movies. Uh, was it? I forget when it was like black and white for a long time, and then it was like color. Even Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is a chakra movie. With the colors and everything, anytime you see like it, when they're playing with the, the filters and colors, they're, they're speaking directly to your, your chakras. Yeah. That's how you know them directors. They be studying, homie. Like James Cameron ain't no fool, dog. He didn't study some ancient science. They go back to to them them ancient giant people. Oh, weird. They they, they use they them. use a yeah because they use the auditory visual, like I guess like the the aspect of it, which is all movies are in general. It's they're using it to. Uh, to inspire a mood in you, a feeling like they yeah. use, they now use. It's gonna get deeper. Because you, because like when you watch reality. a movie, when you watch a movie, it, you have feelings to the movie. Like, it, you're scared for certain characters. You fall in love with like right. some music. You, you, you. Like, movies bring people to tears sometimes, and like it shows you. In just a span of like an hour and, and a half, and it's, two hours. Exactly, and That's it's, nothing. it's, it's so, it's so powerful. I Bambi. It's so. Oh, I cried for Bambi too. Yeah. I've never even seen Bambi. Or Lion King. His mom dies. I spoiler. Cried yeah, Lion King. I definitely cried. I definitely cried Lion King. But I. 
but it's such a powerful tool. So like, these these people have control over like like people's feelings in a lot of ways. So like yeah. they and the way they do it is they use music right way, colors right way, different mm -hmm. filters like, to inspire like a feeling and a mood. Which I think uh, that was like the coolest thing about like that's why I think movies became such a huge part of our society. Like it's it's it's. I got I got a meeting next week with Miranda Pacheco, who actually interned for Weinstein back in New York. Wow. Before she we left, gotta ask her, did she get like did she oh. grab her booty or something? Or? Dude, I, I got We gotta get her on the podcast. Pull out a I got a, I got a meeting with her about a show that we're making. I got I got all these scenes and moments together. Feeding girls pomegranates. Feeding girls pomegranates. Man, you wish you could feed these girls pomegranates. See, black guys don't. Black people don't understand the pomegranate idea. Hold on, now I eat a pomegranate every day. First of all, you did. I try to describe. I just. I try to. Well, I. I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to reveal it because okay. we got girls listening. And I don't want them to. Hey, we got the money, man. Who are those? Who are those three girls with? You? Four girls. There are four girls with you. Oh. He doesn't even reveal. <laughs> How are you We're going back. We no, gotta go. So those are uh, those are uh, that, that's not really you my give my shoutouts. That uh, I'm I'm recently introduced into that friend group. So my friend Daniel, the guy that I was sitting with, he just he came back from uh, he lives in Santa Clarita. He's visiting. Those are his his kind of friend group. I don't know how big it is. But they but all go to UCR. They all go to UCR. Yeah. The one that I'm really good friends with is Maya. Um, she was the one that was sitting across from me. But I, the other two, I, the other one. Maya, the tall one. Yes. She reminds me of I don't want to say a giraffe. Some kind of tall creature. Maybe a wood nymph. Maya, if you're listening, sorry. Yeah. Maya's awesome, though. He is not. If you are not, listening, Maya, you're sick. Shit. You can give a shout-out? Uh, yeah. Shout-out, what shout I, I, I just did. Shout-out to Maya. See, it's hard to do shout-outs, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? Because, oh, wait, was that really only shout your only shout-out? You gotta yeah. have more shout-outs. Oh, you're gonna have, I can do all my shout-outs? All right. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, obviously, I got to shout-out my parents, mom and dad. Thank you. I don't know if you think you ever listen to this, but if you do, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're gonna listen to it. <laughs> don't say nothing crazy. Uh, let's see. I guess the rest of my family and then my homies. I, I started doing like individual shout outs, like okay. without seeing, sound sounding too simpy. Yeah. Well, shout out to my exes. Do you mess with some of your exes? You talk to them or you just cut them off? Sometimes, like? yeah. I cut them off first and then okay. Ooh, look at you later on. La no, it's just because like, it's just cause, like I need time. Like I, I can't break up with somebody and then can be friends with you like after like yeah. it can a short period of time i have to it, it's got to be like a year and then then we can be friends again like, yeah. like it, they exa exactly it's always messy for me so like yeah. I, i'm an emotional person so like i have to have a clean break yeah whether i need it or not but i have to yeah, like, that I, whether I want emotional. it give you a back rub and swing from the trip <laughs> yeah but it's uh it's yeah personal personal shout outs are hard for me i guess okay, uh okay. my boy george because uh, i'm trying to convince him to move to the bay area with me um because okay, okay. he needs to get out he needs to get out more. He needs to get out. He needs. He, just, he needs to get out of SoCal the same way I need to get out of SoCal. We just we gotta spread our wings. I want. I just want to go home for a little bit to be honest. But I feel you, bro. I feel, everybody on the East Bay jungle, uh, the jungles on you know everybody's you know all the, uh, the animals and shit. I'm flying. I'm flying back home uh, tomorrow morning, really early. So I'm pretty stoked to go home. But I can only do like a week at. I can only do like a week at home at a time. Like mm. after that, she's like. Parent, you get antsy. It's yeah. just like parent overload. Like, yeah, like, like, damn, I gotta wash dishes, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's. On, I go back to being like, I go back to being a kid. I like when I'm away. I, I, I feel like I'm free. When I'm back home, I still feel like, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm back in high school again. I'm like, it makes me just like antsy. I gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. So, uh, yeah. I would like to go back to the bay to live, but I wouldn't want to live with my parents for too long. I, I'll, I'll do it for like a couple months, which I'm planning to do for a little bit next year. Um, just go back home for three months max while I'm like looking for jobs and then get out. Um, but 
yeah, it's it's hard for me to be home like for, for too long a period of time. Like, just because you go for, yeah, I went from being free for like six years now, but having to be at home like for any sp- any span of time is just hard. Fuck that. You got any closing closing things before we go? Um, shout out to our sponsors. Yeah, yeah shout out to them. And shout out to the listeners. Thank you for listening. Oh, you know what? We have a listener. I, I just got a little listener uh, comment right here that said, uh, "So you definitely pop my podcast, Cherry." Lol. Yeah, y'all are too funny. But real, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a listener from Florida right there. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout Thank out to, you. Shout, shout out, shout out, out to the listener. You know what I mean? Do we get it? All right. Thank you, know you to the, the dude from uh, Florida. Uh, what? Who are you popping? See, 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 that's what you get for talking <laughs> shit. No. First of all, no. She is Filipino and black. Okay. Beautiful young lady. She listens to the podcast. She's the first podcast. Actually, 18 was the first podcast she listened to. And she liked what she heard. So, she, you know, she has, be fun to keep it going. Shout so. out to the sponsors. Yeah, on that note, man, hey, man, I appreciate you, brother, coming in. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty That's stoked. Right. This is my first my first podcast. I want to do more. It'll be a lot of fun. So, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad we caught you. At episode 19, closing out to Benny and the Jets. Another funky ass white boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> white dude, white boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We open up with Dave. Close. Can I can I do a plug for myself? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, at Krenz Lens. Over and out. Oh yeah. All right.